Welcome everyone to another episode of Nerds in the City, a Central Florida podcast talking about nerd cultures, movies, games, comics, movie reviews, and events happening in and around Central Florida, hopefully soon. As always, this is your boy Tony with our co-host Nick. You're just just trying to upset me now. You're just literally just just poking the bear, buddy. I'm just poking the bear. Just poking the bear, buddy. Tiger of the tiger's tail. So yeah, let's get that clear. Next. 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 How you doing, bro? I'm doing better than most. Better than most. Ah, that's my favorite response. Every time somebody asks me how am I doing, my favorite response is always, "I'm doing better than most." My my response in uh, during high school is to be like, "It could have been better." How you doing? It could have been better. <laughs> so you're not doing good, and no, I'm doing great, but it could have been better. I wish there was a faster way to respond when it comes like to make it awkward. Like <laughs> you know, how's it going? Well, I get the results this morning, like like tomorrow, something like sorry. Ask me in twenty four hours. <laughs> just I would just love to say like a quick response, or somebody just looks at me like all awkward, like oh, yeah, yeah. I just I just I just stepped into the wrong like box right there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh man. So, but we, how about uh, you, sir? No, just uh, had a good weekend. Just chilled at home. Uh, caught up in a, a couple of TV shows. Rewatched a few shows that I liked. And that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but let's get down to business. So this is a recent news, not recent. Yeah. It uh it came up in discu- discussion with one of our group chats was Pedro Pascal. So I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Okay. So Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian. Yeah. And uh, he, there was talk or there was rumors that he was um quitting or leaving the show. Due to uh, his request of um, getting more FaceTime, so and then eventually they were saying that he was trying to get o- o- he was trying to go over um, uh, not Kevin Feige, I'm sorry, um, the person that plays Happy, um, the chef. Uh, um, yeah, I know he's talking. About, I, I like literally, I like had his name in my head the minute you asked me for it, it just disappeared. Um, um, oh yeah. my gosh, I know him. Yes, I know he's so, talking. About- so he he apparently went over um, their heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went John, over John Favreau's. John Favreau. I, I had to take a second there. Yeah, John Favreau's over uh, going over his head and requesting that um, that he wants more screen time, FaceTime, face screen time. And my there was people was like, oh, he did a great job in the show, you, and the show's amazing. You should give it to him. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, and my thing was like he signed up for what he signed up for. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. Like, that's what we're discussing is like, like he 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 knew coming into it that it was gonna be a role that if he understood the role, then like the character itself, his belief system, mm-hmm. his religion is that he they do not take off their mask. Never, they never take off their mask. I was surprised that they did in in season one. Uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but you're like almost a year behind. But I I. I don't I think that he well going on to it that he is continuing the role but he's only being a voice actor at this point for the show and and I'm like dude come on really honestly if I was Favreau I would just be like nah let's just let's replace him because I'm like why would you go one it's it was the intention of the show it was the vision of the show like it's almost like a, a um in uh Superman like in the the, the Superman series of Smallville. I mean, mind you, they even broke that rule. But at the same time, they said when the beginning of the show, he is never going to fly. That's our intention. He is not going to be the Man of Steel while the show is going on. Now, obviously, they they, they push their limits and stuff like that. But 
it was the it was the layout of the plan. And if you're sitting here plotting from the day one that you're gonna go past that plan, then there's a problem with that. Like yeah. you can't say that they they held you back or something. No, that was what the plan was. You just decided to change. You changed the plan. They didn't. Yeah. So you can't say that they you know that they um, failed you or whatever. And honestly, keep this in mind. When you think about one of the most iconic roles in movie, especially in the Star Wars um, filmography, right, is Darth Vader. Who's Darth Vader? Is who? Um, the voice is James well, Earl Jones. Exactly. And now, mind, and that's that's who you remember that voice, the iconic voice, because of the the mask that he wore, you know, all this stuff. I I can barely draw you a picture of what the guy looked like without his mask. Okay. Well, I can't. <laughs> but it's it's you know what I'm saying I'm just giving you an example of that where it's uh, James Earl Jones owns that role and he could have owned this role the thing is it's not necessarily about showing your face and you know stuff like that like that's that's a very superficial way to look at it because if you are part of an iconic role period you're going to be you're going to fall into a legendary status that's it yeah so why why rock that like the show's already started like and what bothered me is like it seemed like that was his. It seemed like that was his plan. Yeah, like I like okay. If, 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 if the show's successful, I'm gonna go ahead and and do this. But it bothers me because I'm like, so you had every intention to go against the the vision of of the artist and everybody who set this up. Yeah, pretty much. I I, I didn't like that. I I I was like, I understand they they want to keep him as a voice actor, but I think it just. I don't think it's gonna limit the show because they're gonna be like. We're going to keep it the way it is. Maybe they were intending to give him a little bit more face time. Possibly. Nah, Nobody knows. No, I mean, you just like, never know. It could have grown into but the thing is, him unveiling himself. Yeah, and, but that's... But okay. now he's like, oh, now that I'm only getting like two... Like, he was got like a few minutes. Now, I'm like, oh, we're going to give you 10 minutes of possible face time. He's like, no, I want like three hours of that. Or yeah, whatever that's it what is. I'm saying. That's, that's what bothers me about that kind of stuff. It's like... You know, I to me, I always believe TV shows, these movies, all this stuff, they're not commercial. Like they're, they're not like a product. I mean, I know that they are essentially, yeah. but they're not supposed to be. Like the people that create it are, are are artists. They're they're people that envision a piece of art, and it bothers me when you know you start throwing all the the business and the, the self the self deprecating minutia. Like you know, like you know, hey, it's all about me. It's all about this, whatever. Because I understand that, you know, everybody needs to take care of themselves. But it bothers me when you literally have every intention to possibly even ruin the show by changing the vision of it. Because you know something? That is the one most iconic thing about the character, right? He never shows his face. That could have been the legendary thing about that show. Because every, everything needs a hook. Everything needs that thing where it's, it's like... like a mystery. Exactly. Like, uh, that hooks, hooks I think about this. Uh, uh, um, home, de- uh, home Improvement. It it always uh, was it home improvement yeah home improvement I yeah. don't it kills me I eventually saw it but it killed me that I never got to see Wilson's Ian, face Wilson's face that was that was always something that got me there's always that draw that hook and like that lost, character everything was a mystery yeah but that's the thing <laughs> like that could that was the mystery of that 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 show that was the hook of that show yeah, was like was. that they never show his face and the thing is that every time they did it it has a thousand times more impact. And for him to try to do that, where he's forcing his way to push, like you're just literally changing the narrative, kind of narrative of the show to your favor, to in your favor for for nothing more than a marketing success. When you, you're part of the show, your name's already attached to it. 
Yeah. So you, that's that's all you really need. When they look up credits, like this, I guarantee you more people know your name now than ever before because guess what? They might have known your face if it was shown more in the screen, but it's easy to, not easy to forget a face, but every time you change, you're gonna it's going to be different. Yeah. But I'll tell you right now, your name is more synonymous because Wait. people, every the first thing probably everybody did once they started watching the show is, yo, who's the guy in the mask? Like, who's, who's the guy in the who's mask? Who's Pedro Pascal? Who's Pedro Pascal? Yeah. So that, that name got learned f- fast, faster yeah. than a lot of other people. So I don't know. I, yeah. d- I think it's, he's just shooting himself in the foot. I know. I, I, Especially because now, based on that, I mean, one, the director, how is he, like, how is he going to, one, how is he going to direct him like this, like the voice thing? I'm sure it's been done. It's just, but yeah. how is he really going to get anything out of him? And is the... It's pretty much they're going to film It's him? not going to sound like he's really there anymore. It's going to sound like, you know, like phone, literally phoned in. Yeah. So the show, like the show might lose quality. They might have to replace him just to keep the show going. Just because he might deliver a bad performance by doing it this way. Yeah, so it, it, it is what it is. And let's see what happens. I, I know it's not going to sound phoned in, but it's going to it's gonna have that um, detachment of, like, not feeling like it's in the scene. Like, it's not going to feel phoned in, but it doesn't. I feel I like just feel like based on somebody who who complained to, to, complain to the, the manager... Uh, or to the like upper management to get his way and didn't get his way, and then the manager you complained about, yeah, working together already, and then you're you're already not gonna be giving your full performance because you're gonna be via telephone or uh, voice, you know, voice assist. Yeah, you know, you pretty much just you're pushing the the narrative that the show is not gonna be as good. Yeah, well, let's see what happens. It, I, it's it, well, it comes out this month. Mm-hmm. So let's see how far along they could go. I don't know if they did all the whole season. And the funny thing is, is that the character doesn't speak that much either way. He doesn't. It's more action. But that's all. That's what I'm saying. He's a very mysterious man. That was the whole thing. So very few. He wasn't. Very, he had very few lines, but it was all more of the ambiance and mm-hmm. the the atmosphere and the environment that he was in and how he responded physically yeah. to it is what made him more captivating. But yeah, yeah. let's see what they go uh, with. Let's see. All I know is his. Unfortunately, uh, nothing against the man. I hope I like him in other movies. I think he's going to have a good career either way. But his voice is not Vin Diesel or James Earl Jones. His voice is not as iconic as those characters. Exactly. So it's a good chance that he can he can he can be replaced. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right. So next Mm -hmm. topic is uh, the Netflix. I think this is yeah Netflix movie for Resident Evil reboot announced their cast. So wait. Now we're back to movie. I thought we're, we were going to. I thought they were going to a TV show. I think I don't know what they want to do because they say that it's a reboot and mm-hmm. it's a movie, but it's also like a kind of a TV show too. Oh, so is it going to be a, maybe a short run like um uh, like a short series? Yeah, the, the like the Haunted Hill House type movies, like those. Because oh, all right, it, all right so all right, it, it was like reported that there was two it. Resident Evil shows in development on Netflix, mm-hmm. and there's also a movie reboot re, uh, reboot mm-hmm. in the works too. So they have three. So they have a movie and two shows. Okay. So the movie cast got announced today. Yeah. And it's it's a decent cast. They uh, I don't know if you follow the game as much. Mm-hmm. So, but you'll know the characters. So they have uh, Kaya Scolderio Scolderio yes. as a uh, Claire Redfield. That's Kaya's from um, Crawl, the movie Crawl. Okay. The main actri- okay. actress. 
I feel like I've seen her other things, but I know what you mean. Yeah, the Chris Red, uh, Redfield is gonna be by Robbie Amell, which I, I like him as a character because mm-hmm. he was good in um, that show you like upload. He was Robbie Amell. Oh, that's right, that's right. I'm like, I'm thinking, you know, something. I'm in my head. I kept on picturing the guy from uh, um, the guy from uh, um, the uh, um, Queen uh, biopic movie. I li- I don't know why I. I li- <laughs> Oh, uh, please, please excuse me. Um, but no, I know you mean Robbie Amell, uh, Stephen Amell's uh, cousin or something. Yeah, brother. Mm-hmm. Is it brother? Cousin? I don't. Yeah, cousin or King, sorry, the King of Staten Island. You mean what? Right? King of who, Staten Island. I mean, who are you thinking about when they said Robbie Amell? I King of Staten Island. No, Queen biopic. Oh, Queen. Oh, I know. All right, now I'm like the guy from uh, uh, um, um, Mr. Robot. Yeah, he, that's who you thought. I don't know why I thought that. Like that was the it was a picture in my head. But no, I can see. I hope you know it's funny. I really like that show, but it's a very Robbie lighthearted Malik? show. Malik, hmm? Robbie Malik. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know why. Like you know, it's just like these are these are new new actors. I'm like I I know they're I know who they are. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you know, obviously, like the names I could get confused with the names. They're not the names haven't stuck with me yet. All right. So then you have uh, Hannah Hannah John Keeman mm-hmm. as Joe Valentine. She played. Uh, she was at Ant Man in the Wasp. She was Ghost. Okay. Uh, she, I, for some reason, she, can't remember her face. She was in Ready Player One. She was as a girlfriend? Oh, no. Uh, no, she played a, a character. I think she was the one that, that was one of the henchmen. One mm. of the, the corporation's henchmen. Okay. Um, there was, There's also... Um, who else? Oh, Tom, uh, Tom Hopper from uh, the show that we just watched a few weeks ago, Umbrella Academy. Okay. Which, wait, yeah, you literally say that like, okay, but, oh, okay. Yeah. So he's the, he's going to be the villain? He's going to be Albert Wesker. Yeah. He's going to be one of the. See, that's going to be different though. I mean, I, I feel like that, that he's done other things right now, but obviously the character he plays in that, the show is more the iconic hero type. So the one you root for in a sense. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see somebody who plays a very scandalous, evil character. And then you have uh, Avon uh, Jogia as Leon S. Kennedy. He was... A, this one I, I, I had to look up because he was in Zombieland 2. Okay. I, I, he was, if I'm not mistaken, he was... Was the, he the, the... The boyfriend of the younger sister. Yeah. Uh, he was in Outskirts. He was in Victorious, now Apocalypse. And then lastly is uh, Neil McDowell. He's William Birkin. He plays like in every TV show that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. In CW, he's played the villain. He, I think he has a he has a contract mm-hmm. with CW <laughs> as I am the either middle tier or high tier. Well, villain. okay, so but he plays the same super villain in the CW, no? He was he was in the Arrow. Yeah, he was in the One Hundred. Well, I don't know about the yeah, I watch I watch one hundred. I feel like every time I see like a CW show, he pops up somewhere. As he a does villain. very well as that character though. Um, he was the villain in. Remember that? Uh, okay, so the guys who used to have that sh- that TV show. Um, ah, oh, dude, the one that the three guys who would always be together. Um, uh, like one had long hair, like one was short, like you know, like something Office. Oh, the um, I know what you're talking about the working. The something the, like that, but they had a movie. Remember, they had a the, that they came out a movie after the show ended. 
Oh, game over. Game right. over. Yeah, that he was the villain that one too. But he always he's always good at playing that kind of like slick, you know, talking villain where yeah. he'll just he'll smile and it just seemed like he has something going up his sleeve. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's good at that. He has that. He he has that type role. Like he is a good villain. He has that look that like you just want to punch him in the face every time he walks in the room. I never see him as a good guy ever. I feel bad. No, but you know what I'm saying? He's the, here's the thing about villains. Villains are rarely just the, the ones you hate. They also have to be the ones you kind of like. You hate. You like to hate. Like man, you know. I don't like to hate him. Cat, he, he looks like a nice guy. dude. Huh? He looks like a cool dude every time. But no, like, he does, but he just seems like <laughs> that kind of guy. Like, but that's what it is. He does it like. Okay, so like the Rock could play a good villain if he played it like he does the charismatic hero. Yeah, but he does it as a villain. Like it's it's a very very fine line to draw where you can be charismatic, almost like the hero, and still play the villain, and like people believe you as that villain. Yeah, and I think that's what he does. He he draws that line, but he's he's good at it. Um, so I think he's good at the villain. I'm trying to think who else would be better character, but yeah. So that's a cast right now. Uh, it, I, I think that's a good, well-rounded cast because Jehovah with because um, I think N- Neil's a more seasoned uh-huh. um, actor, and then like Kaya, Ivan, uh, Tom, Tom Hopper, they they have some movies and TV shows. Tom Hopper uh-huh. definitely a successful TV show so far under his belt. Yeah, and I think that this is just a good young cast that are are in the come up. That is gonna push this reboot into something else. And as far as the Hopper guy, um, this is gonna be the second uh, movie or show, whatever, that he is uh, in a organization that uses an umbrella as his <laughs> as his name and logo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love drawing those distinctions, but it's. <laughs> That is a very interesting combination, like a uh, connection there. He wasn't. Oh wait, maybe. No, that would be right because I'm thinking Skynet. Skynet didn't have that because he was in Terminator. He was Dark Fate. Yeah. As what? I don't remember. I don't. I I know. I'm just looking. I was just looking it up his uh, his i his IMDb. Really? Yeah. I'm just wondering who he was in Skynet. I mean, I'm guessing he probably was one of the soldiers that uh, like when they kind of flash back to, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Maybe he was one of the soldiers, but like not really speaking or like FaceTime. No, yeah, but all right, but th- that's that's the role, that's the cast. All right, so. I don't know. Well, I mean, it, the thing is, is like I I think it'll do well if it distincts itself, if it quickly gives a distinction between themselves and the uh, the movies, because the, although the movies, I am a huge fan of the movies. I used to love the movies, but they were fun. Um, that you know that was the fun thing. It was just fun to watch. So, but I think that these people are kind of going to go for something a little bit more serious, a little bit more like dark. So it would probably be better if they just distinct themselves. That way, people don't look for like the over the top kind of like action scenes and stuff. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> but I, I, I want to see it. One thing I would be curious or to see if the reboot movie will tie into the two shows, or is it the, all three separate universes or all three separate storylines under one universe? Well, I mean, Netflix itself is not, I mean, it's not always the producer. They're just the, the distributor as well. Yeah. So the question is who's producing. If they're produced by the same people, then possibly. Maybe, yeah. Um, but if they're produced by different people, then no. Well, 
let's let's hope and see. I hope I hope they're kind of separate, but also reference each other at the same mm-hmm. time, so they don't really their stories don't tie, but they're in the same universe, so they have some type of acknowledgement of what's going on with each other. If that makes any sense, I got you. I mean, but we'll see. I mean, it, I mean, Netflix could be starting something like with that because Netflix is doing doing moves that people don't are not knowing. I think they're gonna come out with something. Although the only thing I think is funny is that um, Netflix is still, which I, I I mean, Netflix was the one that started the binging, right? Yeah. Netflix is the one that's synonymous with binging and, and watching everything all at once. But uh, so now that it's weird because every other show now is kind of doing the weekly, the weekly rollout, which I'm wondering if they're doing it because of anticipation or like we talked about it before. But I wonder if they're still doing anticipation or because of um, the covid's basically pause on production. That, too. I think they like because they know they're not going to come up with something right away. So they might as well keep people like waiting for everything so that way they can keep people kind of like still interested yeah until they're able to produce more more um new content yeah so with the whole covid thing and the pandemic yes sir uh it did stop a lot of production in movies yes which caused delays uh-huh. which now that uh i think was cinemark announced i don't know if it's confirmed but they it was announced that cinemark is closing all their locations mm-hmm. wait you, are you talking about cinemark or regal because Regal, I saw, I saw, I thought I saw Regal did that. AMC kind of did something like that, but I think Cinemark is the one bragging like they're the only ones that are not gonna. No, AMC saying they're staying open. AMC said they're staying open. I thought AMC, AMC said they were closing. No, like, I, I was recent. I read something. The AMC was oh, okay. saying that they they were. They must have changed their mind because I read the other day that they were they were going to close a bunch of um, locations. Regal had mentioned they were going to close a bunch of locations, and for some reason, Cinemark came out bragging like they're. Oh, that they will stay open. Re- yeah, so then I guess it's Regal that, that will be closing mm-hmm. all the... But it's so funny because uh, when I saw that, like, you know, the distinction of AMC, Regal, and all this stuff, when somebody posted, like, oh, Cinemark is, is bragging that they got, like, 97% that people that go in there are satisfied or something like that. I'm yeah. like, yeah, all three of them. Like, I just... Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 like we, we did a survey of five people that came to the yeah, theater like, like, in the past week. <laughs> the only five people that showed up, yes, uh, three of them were happy. The other two, or four of them were happy. The that one person was not. Like, happy. I don't get me wrong. I, it was Cinemark was always fun to go to when you know, like, for cheap movies or something like that, like on the Tuesdays. Yeah. But I don't ever. I can't imagine they do the same level of of like money as far as people going yeah. through there, like like AMC or Regal, because those movie theaters are always like just people running through. Well. Before everything happened, they were always having hundreds of people go through their theaters. Cinemark just always felt like it was a good date place because you know you were going to be one of the few people in the theater. Yeah. So it's just funny now with all this going on where everybody's seeing a cut in people showing up. I would imagine there's a severe that they're going around here bragging that, you know. Yeah. So, so it's with, weird. Yeah. With that going on and, yes, and because the big thing that happened was uh time to die the 007 movie got pushed back to next year and, so and i'm guessing they were really waiting to to kind of use to at that least ha- to have at least one major blockbuster yeah because coming. right now they they have nothing i mean they as have far nothing as, i so mean this yeah. pushed back a lot of movies now now even more be- movies are being announced that got pushed back so the first one was uh batman mm-hmm. it was because so, it was supposed to come out october 1st yeah now it's pushed back to march 4th 2020 mm-hmm. uh 2022 i'm sorry 
2022. Yes, it got pushed wow. back to 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one was, which I think is going even further back, is uh, Shazam that was supposed to be coming out in November 2022. It's coming about coming out June 2023. 2023. Wow. Yes. And then uh, the Rocks um, as Black Adam movie mm-hmm. was supposed to come out December 21st. Uh, sorry, December 22nd of 2021 now has no film release date but the and then there was one more it was uh jurassic park got delayed to 2022 also mm-hmm. but the only one that caught my attention and i was like yo this is like a badass move above all else yeah was the matrix Why? so the matrix was supposed to come out april 1st on 20 2022 with um john wick 4 yeah right they were like, no, we'll, we're going to move it up. So now they're moving it up from April of 20 to 2022 to December 22nd of 2021. So they even moved it up earlier. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, but, wow. They had a release date for that long ago, even when it, before all this happened? Yeah. They, they, I think it was supposed to come out next year, and they pushed it to the following year. And now they pushed it back. Back into or prior. They pushed it forward earlier. They pushed it earlier. They didn't push it back. You know, okay, so, so that was like the, that was like the most. Bo- I was reading, and I was like, okay, like Batman twenty twenty two. Now we have to wait like enough, like a year, a year on top of whatever we're waiting. We were waiting mm-hmm. for it, and then this comes. I'm like, wow, that's like completely turned. I'm like, these people are always like, yo, fuck it, we just gonna let it come out when so, it comes out. Okay, so can I hit you with my um, Shark Tank pitch for a business uh, business idea? Mark Cuban, if you're listening, check this out. Okay. Go. So, I really think, I mean, one, I just, I, all this pushing back, it's, it's kind of weird because it's basically, it's, it's just going to cause people to look something for something else. Um, and I understand, you know, I was thinking about this for a long, a long time as far as why is, uh, you know, why are movie theaters so intriguing? Why are they such a draw the way that they're designed in a sense? And it's, it might be going to the theater, but I don't think it's just that. So what I was thinking is if I had the money um, and the influence and the ability to do this, what I was thinking would be a cool idea is um, as a way to bring back the experience of movies without actually going to the movie theater, that you you basically have a platform that works like certain. Like, I mean, if, if most people are aware of this, a webinar. Have you ever experienced a yeah. webinar? Uh-huh. Now, webinars are very specific to a time frame, to uh, some, a time that you have to do it. And a lot of times you have to pay for that some that stuff, too. So you yeah. pay, and then you have to be ready. It gives you a, a, a time to be ready, and you sit down and watch it. So I think if they were to take adapt that same principle to movie experience, yeah, it would, I mean, as far as, not necessarily just VOD, but like this kind of experience, where it's not a VOD, because, I mean, VOD, I get it, dude, it's convenient. And I think that's what people don't always spend the money or don't always like jump at it because they can sit down and watch it whenever they want. They don't have to jump. They don't have to watch it the minute it comes out because it's not as much of a draw. But if they did like that kind of idea where it's a webinar, where it's like, okay, um, they have five shows today. I'm going to have to pay for this show to watch it. And the thing is, the platform only works off off of. uh like Roku and all these other companies, they cannot work from a web from a computer. I'm sure people can figure out a way to do it, but for the most part itself, it's an app most, based. Program. It's an app based kind of like Quibi. Yeah, uh, where it's purely app based. But app in this case, the app is only via a, a TV. 
So you can't get on your phone, you can't get on your tablet, you can't get on your laptop. It can only be on a TV, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a smart TV. So, and then you can only, you can when you pay for the, the ability to watch it, you can only pay to watch it based on the time frame that it's watching. You can't pause, you can't, you can't do any of this stuff. No, it's going to play at this time. You can only be available to watch it at that time. I heard something that does that. Really? It's something similar to that. I just feel like if they adapted if it, that type of... Like, uh, it's like you could... Re- I think it's a, you could rent the movie as on demand and you get like two watches for it. No, but see, again, but then that still that still gives you too much... I think that's what... But the, you can't pause it. No, like, but... You could pause it for like a certain time frame and then it'll just keep going after the time frame da- dies mm. down. So I just think the whole idea was if you can... Because that's, that's the other thing too that I noticed when it comes to VOD as far as getting people... Um, to watch it is like, you know, hey, so ba- like we'll watch it whenever. Like, okay, hey, everybody come to watch this movie tonight. All right, cool. All right, we'll, we, we'll be there like around 7. Right, well, we'll get there at 8. It doesn't matter. It's a VOD. We can watch it whenever we want. So, you know, sometimes that causes people not to show up or not. not it, it's difficult to get everybody together or it's difficult to kind of watch in the same experience that you have um, when you go to movies. I mean, unless you just watching movies with kids. Yeah. That's why I think Trolls did so well. Um. So imagine, yeah, based something like that, where it's like, no, you have to watch it at this very specific time. And you know something, if you don't want to watch it, you don't want to come to my house and watch it. You know, you can watch it at your house, and we will chat about it, whatever, um, via whatever platform you want to do. Kind of like a watch party. Yeah. Which so, Disney is doing. I think Nef- that the watch party is going to be a, Netflix. Watch party seems it. like it's going to be the thing. Like ne- Netflix has it. Netflix has it, but it's not integrated with the Netflix app mm-hmm. right now i know it's a like a uh like a some like something you would download through google chrome like an attachment mm-hmm. and then like that you just open up you log in and then have your friends go through that same party chat or whatever and you could just talk while the movie's going so it it's cool i like i like party watch parties i have not done one i, I think we should try it a watch party yeah I mean, I like again. Uh, my biggest thing. is All right, guys. I never, okay, if you guys want to do a watch party with us, we'll pick a movie. What movie. We'll pick a movie. We'll find something. Oh, uh, you know, what? I mean, well, we could try the Netflix one and do the one with uh, Adam Sandler comes out tomorrow. I want to say. Yeah, we'll plan it this weekend. That sounds good. So we'll do a watch party. We'll invite as many people as we can, but mm-hmm. they all have to be on the. In- they all have to be in the desktop. See, that's the only thing I find it bizarre. Because I'm not saying. I mean, trust me, I use my computer all the time, but I just think most people. They don't, don't view, they, they, don't view they, movies like that. Like they are on their phones, or if not, they have. Their, well, I mean, I hope not. I mean, I hope no, they're no. watching on TV. No, I know, but the majority of them are not on the desktop watching movies. Yeah, unless they're on their laptop watching on their bed. But most people now, they either have, as I know, the people that I know, either have mm-hmm. like an Apple TV, Fire Stick, Roku, and that's their form of getting mm-hmm. their entertainment, their movies, their TV shows, whatever it is. And none of those sub apps currently support a watch party function and that's the issue that people were like actually, having a difficult time with i guess I, I guess once they they upgrade the programs but i think the if they if they do it i think it, it's a little bit too late for a lot of people to catch on you think so yeah i feel because i mean well think about it who's the first they, one to announce it i just feel like I mean, things don't catch on. Like, I mean, they don't they don't burn. I mean, no, it but here's my thing: is yeah. it, if they would have done it like right at the beginning of the pandemic, yeah, they have a lot of people doing it, and then people get accustomed to it, and more people will do it. Now that a lot of other some states, some cities are opening up more, people mm. 
I'd be like, oh, I'd rather go out to go to the store, go to the bar, go to the restaurant, go to the mall, go to the park, whatever it is. They, they're out and about a little bit more often because they have a li- they've been cooped up for so long. Now they have this freedom or this liberty to go out. And I think they were like, oh, if if I could have my friends come over and just watch a movie, though, I'd just have them come over. Before, if they would have done it post pre or like at the beginning of the pandemic, mm. they were like, oh, now I don't have to go to I don't have to go to Nick's house to to watch a movie. We could do a watch party because I'm already used to. It. I already have I already because the issue with a lot of things like that, it's educating the consumer to what the process is going to be and what the yeah. new process is. So a lot of people either they already know the process and it becomes adaptability and they're just accustomed to it. Yeah. Or they're like, I don't even want to learn it because most likely I'm not going to use it. I just think, well, we, we're not, we're not normal. We're not going to be normal for years to come. Oh yeah. So there's still room for an adaptable platform. Um, honestly, the, like I told you from the beginning, I think the one thing they should have pushed from day one, uh, especially after like in March when they started locking everything down, is they should have looked for the whole uh, Ready Player One scenario. If they would have been pushing that, why do you? I mean, don't give me that kind of like. Uh, if they would have been pushing a platform where you has, you you can have an interactive avatar, and somehow able to get you more in, integrated into it, I think most people would have jumped on. Especially because they had no other, like you said, people just wanted to branch out, and people would have done it a lot more more comfortable. So. Now it's a little bit harder, like you said, because now people might have the option to go out. Um, but I still think if they would have pushed something like that, kind of like a, a a more like like that that, that movie indicates a Sims based um, interactive social world, it would have played. It would have blown blown up. Look at Zoom. Zoom was a social interacting site. That's all it was. So and that blew up. Yeah, it did. And that became the norm. That became that's, like, that's what I'm saying. There are platforms you could have pushed that, and aside from Zoom. That encouraged social social interaction would have blown up. Yeah, no, I, I do. Zoom did did help with social interactions, but let's that's like the next step. That's like two steps above where where beyond where beyond movies where beyond where we're at because right now we're struggling to see why don't we go directly VOD than going to theater? And I think we found out today. Was that Wonder Woman is not going to theater, is going to VOD, which is going to be the first test to seeing if a blockbuster movie is going to withstand the financial struggles that it will, or it will succeed because this is the, this is other than trolls, this is the, this would be the next biggest budgeted movie that's going to VOD that's not going to theater. Well, okay. I'm curious to see how, because, okay. That would that's a that's a blockbuster movie. That's a that's a that was like a, supposed to be the big like one of the, the biggest movies for, oh, the, for summer. the summer. Yeah. yeah, that was scheduled. So, that was that was that was anticipated. So be. yeah, and there has not been the only movie close to either one of those like the only movie that was close because it does it was released both VOD and um um through the through the theaters was Bill and Ted, which yeah. It, it that wasn't necessarily a blockbuster. That was more just nostalgic uh, filler, yeah. in the sense of like that was it was probably going to make some money, but not not those kind of big budget movies money. So no. I don't think there's anything else that would have touched this movie. So if this movie gets released, because not even play like this, not even uh, mutants, uh, uh, new mutants, which 
nobody anticipated that was going to do well as far as uh, reviews and stuff like that. And that didn't even get released uh, VOD. That got released straight to theater. Um, yeah. So this is going to be the first test. You're right. Like I said, this is going to be the first test. The first true test. The first true test of a blockbuster movie. Going straight to VOD. Well, no, no. Um, no, big budget. Well, no, again, there there was another one. It's what? just it, that one was done so weird. I don't know if you can really. Which one? You can really gauge it. Um, Mulan. Yeah, but I don't know if you want to if you could judge it the same way because Mulan wasn't based on the same VOD platform that most other things were. Because you had to be subscribed to the platform itself. You had to be subscribed to the platform, and then and is that, then is that gonna be, is that, it wasn't a true VOD. And be, and and also, uh, it wasn't a limited release per VOD viewing because no. you would do a VOD if you did thirty dollars. Like I paid for it. No, it's pr- I well, paid for it. Not the I difference between, I can watch it a hundred million times. Yeah, so, since so here's the thing: it's it's. Mulan wasn't VOD. Not Mulan, true VOD. No, no, it wasn't VOD because okay. it was premiere access, meaning you have access to the movie for the remainder of the time mm-hmm. until it becomes free to the normal to the normal to the standard uh, subscriber. VOD is I'm like I'm giving you X amount of dollars to have access to this movie for 24 hours. After that, I have no access unless I want to pay for it again. See, but and I find that interesting, which is. Because it looks like certain movies, I don't know what they were anticipating to make, but it feels like what they're doing instead of the VOD is that these streaming companies are buying them out. Yeah. Like they're making deals to compensate them for their loss um, in order to for them to have exclusive rights to those movies. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So I wonder if Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman is going to be true. I wonder if it's going to come out with true VOD or are they going to do the Mulan um, and if they do the Mulan thing, it's going to be on uh, HBO well, no, it's Max. DC. It's going to be on HBO Max. Yes, but it, HBO Max, I don't like. I don't see them charging. Like I haven't seen them charge for any individual. They don't because here's the thing. This is the greatest thing about it is that, or the weirdest thing, or awkward, or mm-hmm. exciting, is that one we have the ability to have the VOD. Yes. Two, um, Disney tested that with Mulan. Giving giving the other Hulu, uh, Netflix, what else, um, HBO Max, mm-hmm. to be like, hey, now that we don't have to go through Amazon Prime to get a VOD to come through, if we have exclusive rights or uh, partnerships with these certain companies, they were like, instead of that, let's do a premiere access, meaning you'll pay X amount of dollars and we'll give you early access to this movie be before our contract is up to have it as a free movie available to watch for everyone under that subscription. Now the question is, was this successful though? Because Mulan, because I I, I paid for it and I have an issue paying for it. I, like I said, I told you from the beginning, I am more than happy to pay for anything that encourages not going back to the movie theater and encouraging just to release everything online. Um, but I know a lot of people complained about Mulan, like not necessarily after the fact. Before uh, the movie ever came out, they were complaining that they had to d- go through that process. So if HBO Max adapted the same model, and I and I get it, it it's a good model because it's like you have, you're going to up your subscription and the movie still makes its money. Yeah, because that, but even that, they were, they, they removed the month-to-month access uh, plan. I think it's, it, if you signed up, like right, you, how the, some people were planning to 
like buy the sign up for uh, Disney Plus to do like that thirty day free option, and then once the movie is up, pay for the movie and then get out. Yeah, they eliminated that. So they were like, if you do it, you have like a one year one year commitment, paying month to month or something like that. They did or six months, I think it was. Oh, they going back to the cable. They going to the cable. Like so, streaming com. Streaming companies are going full circle and becoming the cable companies? Oh, of course they're going to become... There's going to be the new cable company, but I think they did that because they don't want people to just go jump jump on just to watch a movie and then jump out. They were like, if you're going to come come in and, and, and troll us for just to watch this movie or try us, then we're going to make you stay. Yeah, but here, but I mean... Is there, are they really trolling people? Because it's like, okay, look, so somebody goes in, somebody gets your subscription. Let's say they, they pay for one month and they cancel, right? They paid for one month of subscription and they paid the $30, not necessarily for to watch the movie like a VOD, but to for early access, which means they could watch it as many times as they want for the next couple of months. Um, that's not part of the normal network, right? Mm-hmm. So if you did that for one month and canceled, the troll is on you because now you don't have access to the movie you paid for. Yeah. So it's not like it's it wasn't a VOD because a VOD obviously gives you two days, so you're not losing anything. Um, if you just cancel after a month, whatever. So, but, uh, based on the streaming Labor Day release, yeah, uh, it says that Mulan estimated a uh, three three hundred thirty sorry thirty three point five million in re- revenue was seen in some one point twelve million TV homes. So it made thirty three millions on that weekend. Made thirty three million opening weekend, I guess. Yes. That's actually I mean, that's not probably what they anticipated, but that's not bad. I mean, I've seen I've seen movies not make that in a whole run. Yeah, so but yeah, so it it was I feel like it was better than than Tenant. Yeah. It made so, more money than Tenant and like and people were waiting for Tenant to come out. So yeah, so then oh wait, opening week nine uh yeah, so it was thirty three point one million people leased in America during the first week availability of an opening week of ninety three million dollars. Oh, so it made ninety three million dollars yes. the first week, for opening weekend or week. Opening week. Week. Okay. So thirty three on the first weekend. So this 90, is ninety five. This is a good comparison to see which model works because right now, let's say we go, let's go with the old model, right? So the old model is what releasing it back into theaters. Yeah. So, um, hold on. So, what movie are you looking up? The one that everybody was waiting for, the good movie that everybody was waiting the for. Mutants. No, nobody thought New Moons was gonna be good anyway. Um, but um, uh, Tenant. Yeah. Like I said, everybody was waiting for that movie to come out, and it came out in theaters only, not VOD. And obviously, during the um, during this whole situation, so the question is. Mulan made $91 million their first week. In the U.S. In the U.S., right? Um, so, according to this, let's see. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, wait. Hold on. Sorry. Okay. So, wow. That's horrible. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> Tenant. Okay. I'm trying to read. Make sure this. Oh, like, oh, no. Let's see. First week. I mean, sorry. Let me get this really right. I want to make sure I don't get this wrong. First week. So, Tenant opens to $20 million at U.S. box office. But $150 million globally. So they made 20 In its first three days domestically. What? You said that? What? Th- that's what it says. They made $20 million by it in its first three days domestically. So I they thought, made- but, but I did see somewhere else that they said that they so far have only made $47 million 
um, domestically still. Yeah. Which and means they, that 20 million, They yeah, they made open week, but nobody stopped, everybody stopped watching after that. Yeah, because nobody was going to the theaters. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So they still, they only, they still only made half of what Mulan made. Mulan made that on the first week. So I'm guessing Mulan has made at least probably a little bit more. Yeah. But that's that's what I'm saying. Like you, you'd be comparing those two movies. But it's hard to compare those two movies because one. Why? Tenet, uh, Mulan is more of a kids movie. It wasn't. It's not. A, it's more towards the Disney fan, and it has a following, and there, there's a lot of people already anticipating because of a lot of things comparing it to the animated movie. So okay. So what you're so okay. So then the only other one that would have to do it to test it mm-hmm. would to confirm. The VOD, it's going to be Wonder Woman because, one, it's a sequel. Two, is an anticipation of a follow-up that it did. Sequel, again, sorry. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, was be, it, was, it was one up against, I think it was coming around the same time as Mulan was, around the same time frame. So we'll see what happens. Hold right. on. I'm, right. uh, I'm trying to see if I can get numbers for you, which uh, if I don't get it right now, it's fine. I was trying to see Bill and Ted as a good one, too, because... What did Bill Ted make at the theater compared to what did it make at the VOD? That's true. I mean, it's the same movie released the same time in both platforms. So the question is, which did people do more? Did they go watch it or did they just watch it online? Which is difficult because obviously, like, I think if you're, if you watch Bill and Ted, it was, it wasn't that it was bad or anything. I think it's that you just have to have grown up with those kind of movies. Yeah, that's another one. That was, but that's pure nostalgia. That's not really sold to the general public. I think that's unfortunate. So it was good. I I loved it, but I just I don't think that it, the man. But it's a good because you're comparing it, it apples to apples in a sense, right? It's the same movie on both platforms. So it's just it's literally just a distribution type, and that'll give you a diff, at least a number of if people rather went to watch in the theater or rather just stayed home and watched it. Yeah. So for Bill, I'm trying to pull up Bill and Ted's. Uh, box office thing is where what you're talking about it. Uh, I was too, but I don't see it. I don't think anybody actually made a straight comparison. Well, not one that I could just pull up like in two seconds. Yeah, I know. So it's, it's we have to do further research yeah, for that. We'll get into it. All right. Well, we'll we'll do further research and we'll touch on this next yeah, on the yeah. next episode. But guys, we'll take a quick break and come back with Nix's corner review. Hey everyone, welcome back to Nix's Corner Review. So, go ahead. You want to go into it? Well, actually, what I wanted to get into before we get into the the movie, because you know me, um, I love to talk about trailers that got me that get me excited. Mm -hmm. And this was the weirdest way to release the trailer that I thought was interesting. I don't know if we had. I don't think it came out last week. I think it came out this this last week here. Okay, so. Where we started October, there's you know we're getting into October. This is the new month, whatever. So what gets released? Uh, the two trailers for this month that comes out this month. Yeah. Which I think it was the craziest thing I've never, I've really never experienced. Where trailer comes out the same time, and not, not just a trailer. Like I feel like I did not hear about these movies only in concept. I, yeah. I feel like maybe we talked about the concept of these two movies. No, yeah. But I never really seen anything. One of, in production. one of them we talked about before. I know that. I that's something I felt like we talked about the concept, but it was purely like discussionary concept. Not that we, they actually did it. They filmed it. There was like a picture. Like I felt like they jumped so many steps. So okay, let's let's get into the first one, which was the craft. Which 
Legacy. Legacy. So it's not a reboot. It's a continuation. So if you get it, if you guys grew up with uh, the original craft, it was cool movie, you know, like, like cool effects. Um, trust me, there's a lot of nostalgia in it. This one obviously is going to be a little different because it's a uh, whole different cast. Uh, David Duchovny is in it, which I thought was impressive. I don't know why. Um, I love watching him in, in pretty much any movie. And um, so I can't wait. Uh, if you get a chance to watch that trailer, it kind of, I felt like, I don't know if there's going to be a twist, but I felt like there's an obvious thing that to look forward to, which based on its name, you know, uh, Craft Legacy, the fact that yeah. there's a, uh, in the trailer, if you get a chance to watch it, there is a, there's a cameo, or at least by by Polaroid, there's a cameo of a, ca- a character from the first the one. The name itself is just already says it. Yeah, that's what I'm it's, saying. The name, like lineage, that, or something. Like I, I felt like it's obvious to everybody, but I f- I don't know if it was meant to be like kind of no, like it's obvious. Back. Yeah, <laughs> it's in the name, and they have a photo. Yeah, and uh, the the sh- I don't know why, but like movies have a way a weird way of uh, of uh, kind of like telling you who's related by like not having physical attributes, but like. Well, physical on the, in a superficial way, like yeah. the main girl has short hair, like the main girl in the first one. So, like, I felt like that's automatically like, oh, that must be her daughter. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, I think that's where they're going with. So, okay, so that was that. That was that one, which I again, that's so weird. It 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 the trailer drops at the beginning of the month and it comes out towards the end of the month. Um. Okay, so the second one that did the same kind of thing, but this one is not going to VOD. This one's going straight to HBO Max. Yeah. Um. It's the reboot of Witches. Yes. And I, I mean, you could say it's pure nostalgia, but I, I cannot wait. Just because I love the original Witches. I thought it was such a crazy movie just because it was a kid's movie. And it honestly scared me to my core. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Like, <laughs> like, who does that? Like, who has, like, special effects that would scare a child, like, to their core, yeah. but it's a kids' movie. Yeah. So th- with this one, I'll I'll, t- I'll touch more on this one. Um, first of all, I love the cast. Oh yeah, great cast. Great cast. You have um, Stanley Tucci, Stanley Tucci, Octavia Spencer, mm-hmm. um, Anne Hathaway, and yeah. then you have Chris Rock narrating, which I find so crazy, which is awesome. And then you have the director Robert Zemeckis, oh, my working God. with Guillermo del Toro. On this, so you know this is it's, it's gonna be quirky, you know, wait, fun. I did not know about the Game of the Toro. Yeah, that means, oh man, I really think, I hope, oh, I hope they went they went in on it. I he hope was, they went he, in on the the, the, so, the practical so, effects. Yeah, so Guillermo de Toro and uh, Robert Zemeckis are producers and screenplay writers, screenplay for this movie. So, do you think that they're gonna honor the first one and try to do a practical effects? Like hardcore, like scary practical effects. I feel like, how Guillermo de Toro honors practical effects with most of his movies, and he I, does he does like horror too. So. He does like horror, and he, and I think he does he does a mixture of CGI and, and practical. But if you could go practical, he will go full out with it. And you know something? Actually, he's kind of perfect for it because you think about let's say the the one iconic thing that he's always kind of embedded in a lot of his movies. So the Tooth Fairies. Um, he's always had Tooth Fairies in the in the Hellboy series. He had a movie that was yeah. literally about the Tooth Fairies, and they were always the kind of cutest slash terrifying creatures ever. And yeah. I'm guessing that, based on the fact that he does that, I think that he's able to create a character that's going to be like that, somebody who's going to be terrifying but yet still kind of like 
uh, like you're not you know you're still gonna look at it like it's a like something because yeah. he, he was, not as scary I he guess. did hellboy uh, pacific rim yeah crimson peak hellboy 2 pan's labyrinth yeah like the visuals on that so it's gonna be like a pan's i think it's gonna be like a pan's labyrinth type a, thing where it's like it's a little horrifying but you, you you're as a cat you kid you're still gonna kind of accept yeah. it like yeah, but I think because this adventure is going to look go through the adventures of the kids' eyes or, his, or the, through the kids' yeah, yeah. perspective because it's going to revolve around everything, but it's the adventures with him. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be a little bit on uh, like... How he would see the world or something? No, how he would see the world, but not as dark as Pan's Labyrinth, even though Pan's Labyrinth... Oh, no, I'm not saying that it was dark, but, but what I'm saying is, again, the one thing that I always took away from the first movie was that... Those witches were terrifying. Oh, yeah. And I like that they have... Uh, you can see in the trailer, they have scars to identify themselves. Yes, which, honestly, I think it kind of leads you into what they're going to look like. I feel like that's going to be that's gonna be their full mouth. Yeah. Like, they have that scar to show how much their mouth actually opens up. And when they do, that's, like, that's when they become super terrifying, which I think they're purposely keeping it from the trailer as a kind of, like... Oh, what was that? Yeah, cause, when you watch the movie, because that's one thing. If they would have shown it in the trailer, I would die. It would have ruined it. It would have ruined the whole movie. It would have ruined it. So I'm hoping that's what it is. It's gonna be kind of like a surprise when you watch it. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You see, I, I'm surprised you didn't know about that. About Guillermo del Toro in it. No, I, I'm excited more now. I think he's a good at practical effects and he's good at kind of delivering something that and he's kind of inspires wonder and producing it because he, he yeah yeah agreed. <laughs> yes. Um. So okay, let's get into the movie now. So you brought me, you brought this to my attention, so, which I didn't realize it was actually gonna. It became a popular thing this weekend, this right. last weekend. So in honor of uh, Halloween around the corner, yeah, Nick and I have decided that every movie Monday review and every movie we watch this move this month is gonna be a horror thing. So this first pick was mine. So it was Vampire versus the Bronx. <laughs> oh man i loved it man i did honestly it wasn't just because i mean it hit on so many things that i I, like i felt personally like you know the growing the new york thing like growing up in new york a kid in new york and obviously the kid with the main actor was a dominican yeah so that's you know that's our heritage yeah so a little bit about it it's a comedy horror movie uh, set in the Bronx because the title says itself, and mm-hmm. it just follows a group of teenagers who are forced to protect their neighborhood uh, against a vampire invasion. Pretty much. So, all right. First of all, one, I love the cameo from uh, Mero the Kid because he's <laughs> he's one people that we do admire as yeah, a, I love, as love a podcast, show. and he has a TV a show with uh, this Deez and Mero. And he was straight up Dominican, <laughs> how he is. Like I think, like he, they were like they just came up to him like just act like how you would normally act. Yeah. If you were this guy's like like uh like dad or father figure, el, el, el tío, like, tío uncle, yeah. the, like the uncle figure, the male figure, yeah, this, yeah. just act like that in a bodega. <laughs> and he was straight up. Like there was so little nuances that 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 touch on Hispanic culture or Hispanic inside jokes mm-hmm. that hit that we, i know me and you looked at each other we just laughed because we just got it the minute but there was happened. also a lot of other stuff that i thought was cool was funny is like there like mind you i haven't lived in new york since i was a kid but i still go all the time yeah and uh they're hitting a lot i mean this the, they're hitting a lot about the which 
they didn't do heavy handed like they didn't go out like message yeah but about the gentrification about how these people have to adapt to try to to fit to a whole different group of people that are not even from that area. Like when he started to try to change his bodega to be like, yeah. <laughs> like keeping like milks and juices. Like what yeah, is we this? We have almond like, juice. We have kale juice. Yeah, like <laughs> we have different type of kales. What do you Which want? I saw a lot of the, the, the little bodegas I grew up with. I would go in there and they're like that. Like they just, they start looking like a whole foods, like they're adapting. And, and, and I think that was the message re- with the movie itself is like just, it's uh, like because, gentrification like, the, like it's kind of a dangerous thing <laughs> it's kind of a dangerous thing because you're just eliminating all your culture and everything yeah. you brought up and and i think that was if that was a deeper message that's what it came across but i liked it because it wasn't super heavy-handed it, it was kind of like it was just kind of used as a platform for the story that they actually like, yeah, went we're just, with we're, we're, we have this company coming in and just making a butter store so you can just buy <laughs> butter all types just butter only so i was but the movie itself is hilarious. Um, I honestly felt like the movie could... Ha- I swear, the movie could have been something that, like, you grew up... Like, I, I think it's, it's going to... In 20 years, I, I feel like this movie could fall into that category where people, like, look at it like, oh, man, that movie. Like, you know, the way we look at... I don't want to say Goonies, because Goonies is up there, but, like... Yeah, Goonies is way up there. No, it is way up there, but something like... uh. Do you remember so like second tier? Remember uh, Monster Squad? Uh, not really. Oh, I loved Monster Squad. Um, but there was other. I'm trying to think of other ones that were like this. But what I'm saying is, there's some things that are holding it back. But it, I feel like it could fall like into that category. The Sandlot, a little bit, like just a ragtag team just trying to achieve something. Something like that, yeah. Because they were going to mo- like the Hercules, which is the monster. I feel like it could have fallen into that category, but I it kind of fell short for fe- certain things. But it could have felt get to that category where it's yeah, like you said, it could have gone to the Sandlot or yeah, or, uh, the block, the block. Well, the block was. I feel like the block is better than this movie. No, no, no. I'm not saying it isn't. No, no, it I, is better. But I feel, I feel like this yeah, movie I feel could like, have had that kind of nostalgic feeling to it, where it's like. You ten years ten years later, like oh man, the block, like yeah. you watch like vampires you, versus the Bronx. Yeah, I think it could have had that. It, it, it does. It does. It does have it. Have the ability some parts to. Yeah, and and there's some parts that you're like it's memorable. It's funny. There there's some things I there's not lines. <laughs> All right, here's the thing. There's no lines in the movie that I could distinctly remember, but there's mm-hmm. moments that I could be like. I can remember this moment exactly, yeah. and I don't want to say it because it'll probably ruin yeah. the movie. But I could pinpoint movie parts of the movie mm-hmm. with no dialogue, and people would just laugh with me just because of how I'm explaining it. Because that's how it was portrayed. Yeah. But the movie itself, it was so entertaining. Uh, it uh, and just being on on as a movie critic as we are, it did have pacing issues. It did have some character development I wish was was p- uh, fleshed out more. And like little bits here and there, mm-hmm. but I felt looking beyond that, that movie, this movie was fun. It was entertaining from beginning to end because just the the relationship between the characters, you could tell like it looked like they were just friends actually hanging out. Like they're not like actors that are like, oh, yeah. you're you're paid to work for this guy with uh, with along this other actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when they had this chemistry between all three of them, that that was genuine. That you could tell, like maybe they've just been friends all along. They just hired all three of them together. No, I, 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 I can see that. And I like, I like how they're very different. I like that was my favorite part about they were very, they're all very different. And like, but they weren't like, like heavy handed different. Like one guy just wasn't the tough guy. One guy wasn't. No, they're just friends. 
Yeah. Obviously, you could tell based on how they are, their background may, they might be a little different, but they wasn't their like dynamic. They could tell. They, they, yeah, like it wasn't automatically like this guy is a smart guy, that guy. No, it's just, they just. Friends. I feel like they overlapped each other, meaning yeah. like how like how everybody has a standard attribute, like oh yeah. you're the dorky one, you're the leader, you're the more sensible one, you're the reckless yeah. one, and I feel each of them, at one point or another throughout the show, mm-hmm. took that role. Of yeah. what somebody else would would normally would lead into, mm-hmm. so you could show like the dynamic of friends, like oh, if you're lacking here, where you're normally good at, I'll pick up I'll pick up the slack for you, on this end, and vice versa. I just felt like this this could have been you, a perfect perfect example. This could have not that it fell, it was close, but it it didn't it fell short, but it could have fallen into a more light hearted version. Of Lost Boys, yes, it could have fallen into that category of a kind of like, kind of superficial, light-hearted version of Lost Boys. But I just think the for me it, the what it, what lost me was the the practical effects of the vampires. Yeah, um, like if they would have done a little bit more into it, they would have got into it. those scenes were were more if they would have been more intense. Yeah, and stuff like that. It would have been, and I think you said that too. I was like, it felt like they have a mixed budget depending on the scene, like the yeah, the yeah, filmography, the- like how like the camera work that they used and everything all felt on point. Um, however, some of the other scenes, the practicality scenes of the special effects, where it's like it felt like they just completely went under budget, like yeah. they just had lost all their money by that point for that kind of effect. Um, but if you get a chance, I, honestly, it does. It felt it does feel like it came in the category of Monster Squad. If you ever get a chance, look up Monster Squad. It's like literally like 1980s um, uh, movie, but it was similar to what, what happened was it was a bunch of neighborhood kids, and um, they realized that actual like monsters are coming to town, and they themselves took that role of like trying to stop them, which was but like they went up against the, the vampire, the wolf man, the swamp like swamp thing, or or the man, you know, stuff like that. Um, but the only difference is back in the 80s and 90s, they always had. They always had to include. They were always like normal boys, and they always had to include the bad boy that, that, that came in the bunch. that came in at the end. But he was like the like kind of like the the curveball that, that yeah. nobody saw coming. So that they didn't have that. Obviously, they don't have that. But this one, no, it spoke to me as an individual. Um, it had good points. It had good story. Good, good, com- like people interacting with each other. It just fell short on the the effects and st- and some pacing issues, but. Man, this movie could have been so good. All right, how many nickels do you give this? Uh, Let's see. I'll, I give it three and a half. Uh, I'm gonna give it a three. I really wanted it to be better. Like I loved it, I did, but man, there's some things that just fell short for me, and I wish they. Like I, I kind of wish they would just go back and fix those things, and I would be happy. Yeah, but, and, that's, and that's what and that's what why I gave it a three and a half. Like it, and realistically, I would have given it like a two and a half, maybe mm-hmm. like. A soft three because there was a there was a lot of issues in practicality wise and uh some of the pacing a little bit but because i was so entertained of the the i felt like i was at home mm. and how everybody spoke and the demeanor that it was more inter- it was more on the entertaining aspect than on very being real critical on how yeah how was how was uh produced and how it was just like shown to us that's why I, I gave it through. You know what? Half. It made me think. Um, 
it honestly made me think when is uh Lin uh uh Lin what is Lin Manuel Miranda? Yeah, when is he coming out with uh The Heights? The Heights, yeah. It's like I like I was watching that and I was like I got into all those kind of movies that reminded me of growing up in New York and just to like and then I thought about the next movie that's supposed to be coming out, which was in the Heights, and I'm like, okay. when is that coming out? <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I feel like this is like a perfect way to kind of advertise for that movie now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But, but that right. was it was fun. It was good. So we have it at a 3.25. There you go. Average Nick rating. All, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our newest episodes. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Nerds in the City. Or you can send us an email at Nerds in the City Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Like, subscribe, follow. Uh, give us comments, ways that we could improve, review. Uh, if you just want to hit us up and just say what's up, let us know. If you want to shout out, let us know. We'll do it too. But as always, everyone. Tell a nerd, send a nerd, bring a nerd. All right, everyone, see you next week. Peace. Peace.